You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. What, wait, what was the topic again for this week? For this week, this is <laughs> not this Boy is Scouts. Our, our, no, not Boy Scouts. Not Eagle Scouts. Well, it was going to be games of 2020, or, or our, our, our favorite games of 2020. But I'm, I'm leaving that kind of open because I don't want to presume that everyone was playing games that actually were released in 2020. So I've got a full list of games that I actually just played, like that were some of my top guns ones from 2020 that came out, you know, five, ten years ago. Yeah, uh, so, that's what I told Tess today. I yeah. was like, maybe we fo- we could focus maybe more on just games that we played this year and not just games that yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, because oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, everybody else is doing that and uh, nobody cares about that. You don't want to. We don't want to be the podcast that's talking about uh, fucking. Last of Us Two. Although I will be talking about Last of Us Two because that is a game oh, that I. That I <laughs> so horrible example. <laughs> so, uh, forget yeah. what I said. Uh, but yeah, just, well that uh, works cool. out pretty good then because mine mine technically were released this year, but a lot of our games that were were actually originally released older mm-hmm. games like like uh, save it. Uh, Halo. Okay, yeah, <laughs> just save it. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh. Yeah, I do want to know, but I want my reaction to be pure. Like a newborn yeah. baby, uh, but we could talk about uh, Christmas games. Uh, any, anybody get any games for Christmas? Since this is uh, our post Christmas oh, episode, sure did. Yep, actually did. Well, let's hear, Jay. What you? What uh, did Santa leave under your tree? Santa actually forced my hand on on getting a PS4. Oh, that's right. I, I got some PS4 games, and it's like I don't have a PS4 to play them on. How did that? Now, right. how did that happen? Did people like Whoops. just get you the games and not know, or? Well, I had. I you know I do like my Amazon list, uh-huh. so I've had uh-huh. them on there because I've planned on eventually getting a PS4, and these are games that I eventually wanted to get, and so I got some of those games off that list. It's like, whoops, all right, <laughs> yeah, that Amazon wish I guess list. That means I need a PS4. <laughs> that Amazon, I want to get back to that, but uh, on Amazon wish list, that can be a, a curse and a blessing because <laughs> I bought my nephew. Uh, he had on his Amazon Ooh. wish list uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the Wii, the original Wii. Uh, and oh yeah! Like I'm so used to just like okay, it's in the wish list. There's the link. You click it. You click buy. It's taken care of. Boom! It gets shipped to you. You ship it to them. Christmas is is done. And it wasn't yeah. until it arrived uh, late, by the way. Thank you, uh, USPS, for ruining Christmas this year. Um, oh no! Right. <laughs> no, but so I, I get this copy of uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the Wii, and I, as I'm wrapping it, I notice in the lower right hand corner it has uh, oh for the United uh, Arabs <laughs> or the UK one. Oh no, no not even no. not UK, the UAE and uh, Saudi oh, Arabia no. and all these. Well, it turns out it's okay because I think it's going to work uh, in US. I did a little googling, and it turns out they're compatible. But for a second there, I was like, fuck. That's what you get when you let an 11-year-old add his own Amazon wish list. And he oh, doesn't no. willy-nilly click away. But uh, hopefully oh, I didn't ruin Christmas for, for my nephew. <laughs> we accidentally got the version of Smash Brothers that has Muhammad in it. <laughs> my, my nephew's no. life is in danger now. Oh, my God. Tell him that's, well, tell him, no, he has to play it from now on. He's got to learn how to play the right game. You've inadvertently put this child on a list now. Yeah. <laughs> right. What would that look like? I, I imagine it would just be a, a tiled-out block jumping around the screen since you can't you can't represent it that would be pretty funny that would be pretty <laughs> great an episode of south game. park waiting to happen all right jay so uh what what, what are your new ps4 games that that santa delivered uh i got the uh the shadow of the colossus remake Ooh, oh, and so i cool. got the last guardian what's that i don't know that i one. got 
It's basically is a the spiritual successor of uh, Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's the one with the giant cat thing that you lead around. Right. Um, also got Uncharted 4 yeah. and The Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the best Uncharted game, Uncharted 4. Wow. <laughs> right. And I have I I don't actually know yeah. when I got them, but I have the the collection, the Drake's uh, oh. Uncharted collection on like PSN. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were those were so, free download for for a while. Um uh, oh, okay. so you may have just downloaded it through the app or something, but yeah, it those were something like that, yeah. Those those were free. Um was that and Journey. I got that on there as well. Yep. Yeah. Those were free stop. for all players. Uh, Believe. <laughs> Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> nice. So, so, uh, so you got these PS4 games, and then decided. I guess you got to fucking buy the console console to play them on, huh? Yep. Yep. And I, you know, I remembered uh, when Joe got his his PS5, he was looking at selling his PS4. So I hit him up. I was like, oh, "Hey, you still looking to sell that?" Nice. Oh, yeah. Still in the family. Nice. <laughs> Joe did well, that. It also included the the squadrons. Is yeah. in there, and it included um, the Tony Hawks one and Squadrons, two. Yeah, the Ooh. Tony Hawk remake and NBA two K sixteen. Yes, oh man, that's the best <laughs> one, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that lets you be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> hey, everybody wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, who even knows who that is anymore? <laughs> Tess, was he even playing when you were alive, the, Tess? The guy from Airplane. <laughs> no. The guy from Airplane. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, well, Joe, uh, what about you? Did you get any games from uh, Sam? I did. So uh, last year, Sarah's mom got me the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't play <laughs> all year oh, wow. uh, until the beginning of December <laughs> when I started playing because I was like, I just had this thing like I was like I really can't go a whole year where I don't play this thing. Like we're gonna sit down and they're probably you know I I I'm thinking they're probably gonna get me another game, and someone's gonna ask how was that one we got you last year? Oh and no! I really I'm gonna have to answer this. Um, no, <laughs> I put it in immediately like was hooked. The story is really really good. I'm I'm upset that I didn't jump into it sooner, uh, but I'm glad that I finally did because the story to it is great. The game itself, to describe it, I guess elevator pitch, is that it's Tomb Raider or Uncharted mm-hmm. with a little bit of Dark Souls elements, but in the Star Wars universe. Mm, okay. uh, you, pl- you play a Jedi that uh, Padawan go wrong. that went into hiding right after Order 66, right after the Purge. You go into hiding, and through the course of the game, you kind of explore like how you escaped from the Republic and from the clone soldiers. Uh, and you find yourself on this you're on this planet and you've been on this, this planet where you work as like a scrapper and you've been there for like five, six years at this point, uh, just scrapping old ships and stuff. And one day you and your buddy are going to scrap a new ship and he falls off the wreckage and you end up using your Jedi power to save him. Uh, and that kind of gets you back on the empire's radar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the whole thing is like, you get rescued by a former Jedi and this pilot and like they, they take you to, uh, to this planet where a Jedi used to live and you're supposed to go and kind of find the remains of his, of his abode and like find the clues that would bring you to like, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and it's a really cool story that finds you exploring like three, four different planets. You interact with some familiar characters from the star Wars universe, uh, like saw Gerrera, the, um, 
the mm, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker character from Rogue One yeah. and from mm. Rebels. He's in this game at one point when you go to Kashyyyk, which is so cool. Like speaking of Shadow of the Colossus. So you land on Kashyyyk, like in the middle of this civil war that's going on. And so you uh, you you have this like low altitude drop into the water where you're near a bunch of like AT-AT walkers. And you have to like climb up on the AT-AT and get yourself like inside and then make your way to the uh, the cockpit. And then once you get in the cockpit, you're controlling it and like attacking the other ones, attacking the Imperials. It's it's really cool. Uh, oh, but, that's but yeah, awesome. No, it's, it's great. Like the boss fights, like the, the lightsaber battles against the bosses, they are so frustrating and difficult. Like it really requires you to like understand the different fighting styles that you end up learning in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very complex. Uh, so it, it requires some patience. But if you have the patience, seriously, you need to play this game because the story itself is just it's really great. And it, it there was talk for a little while that the the uh, the finale of season two of The Mandalorian that like we might see a Jedi show up to like claim baby Yoda. Hmm. And, and there were a lot of people that were like the character from this game oh. is going to be the character that does it. I mean, obviously we've seen now that it isn't. But well, or, or have we? I don't know. A lot of people have haven't seen that episode yet. So, oh, really? Have you not seen it? Like oh, uh, oh, I've seen it, but uh, oh, okay. we're still a couple weeks out. I haven't seen it yet. I lost the I lost the login for Disney+. Everybody's Plus. Gonna, so Everybody's going to have to stop down. We're going to have to watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Jay just watched the episode, and uh, now yeah. we'll talk about it. No, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a banger. When we don't we don't want to spoil it for you, uh, but but apparently it's not the guy from Jedi Fallen. No, order, it's not so we the know guy that. from the game. Uh, although, uh, but go ahead. but that is I got I got that, and just to just to wrap it up real mm-hmm. quick, I got that game and uh, um, the Kingdom Hearts Rhythm game that came out for the Switch. Oh yeah. Oh, what? how nice. is how is that? Like, how I haven't it I haven't I played the demo. The demo is cool, uh, yeah. but I haven't really dove into it yet. It, it seems a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Like, there's a little bit more depth and meat to it than theater rhythm. Theater rhythm, yeah, yeah. But it's it's pretty fun. The demo is pretty. I have to give it a shot. I'm a little, well, I'm a little jealous. You guys got fun games for Christmas and everything. I was like, my my games, I guess, came a little bit before Christmas, so I've still been playing the same old Madden 21. And it's funny <laughs> though, because I just started my story, so. Going off of your story about uh, your Star Wars game, Joe, mine starts off with me being, you know, a starting quarterback who's trying to make sure make everybody believe that I'm the guy that I can lead my high school team to the mm-hmm. national championship. After the quarterback before me had, you know, been the guy the last two years, he got hurt. My just my luck. But he comes back in the whole season. He's threatening to try to come and take my job. But then eventually he becomes the my star wide receiver, and we go on to go to college and everything. It's yeah, a love bro. story. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's all on the Madden game. It's crazy how they they put all this into the game now because they're trying to compete with 2K now because 2K, 2K for the last like three or four years has had Spike Lee doing their story. So mm-hmm. it's oh, really? like a Spike Lee joint. Huh. For the, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, how Jay, I think yours is the first one. That, yeah, that NBA 2K16 is the first one that Spike Lee did. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, I might, I might actually have to check that out because uh, you got to try it out, man. It's it's really crazy. The story, it's funny. I remember like the last sports game that I played was probably like Madden two thousand two, maybe. 
Oh wow! So you, you got it was me back beat. when there wasn't like really a story. It was just kind of career mode oh, and just like playing, you know, random pick a team and play type thing. I'm pretty sure mine was NBA yeah. Jam from 1998. So uh, you win, yeah. oh, or I lose, word. whichever way you look that's, at it. That's a good. You win. That's a good. <laughs> that game. is a fantastic <laughs> game, though. Yeah. yeah. Tessa, anything else besides uh, sports games? No. Nah, Toy Story nah, Four, just, perhaps. Oh no! no. Well. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 N- nothing like that. No Toy Story, no Toy Story Four. I didn't. Did they come out with a new game? I just oh assume God. that they'll Toy Story be game? making. I would Toy be Story shocked games. if they haven't. Yeah. Oh man, if they do, man, I feel like I may have to get it now. Just well, think you do just to see what hype is nowadays. You know? Well, going after off of uh, what Joe said, uh, talking about Star Wars, uh, Jen and I were having a conversation because you know we we had a new Star Wars game this year. We had what's Squadron? Is that what it's called? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay has that now. And uh, but I, I have to imagine with the popularity of the Mandalorian that there's got to be a Mandalorian game in the works right now. That's that's on the horizon, right? Don't you think that that's that all oh, other games got be. pushed down and they're like, fuck it, we're gonna f- warp speed uh, a Mandalorian mm-hmm. game? No, I, I don't know. Crazy. I don't know. I, mean, I know that they've added Mandalorian and like Grogu to like the. Uh, what? To the the lineup on some of like the the Star Wars uh, iPhone games and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I don't know, dude, because y- you want to be. It's it's six and one half dozen in the other because I feel like knowing the Star Wars franchise, there is someone who's trying to fast track some kind of game that that's going to be, and it's of it course. would be horrible. How do yeah. you? And, and my thing is like I'm trying to think of every show, every good TV show that they ended up making a video game about. And one of the first ones that comes to mind is Lost Via Domus that I had played on the Xbox 360. And it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a great game either, though. And part of the problem with a game like that is that it came out like after the third season of the show, where like yes. you couldn't really do anything of consequence because they hadn't revealed like where they were going to go with the story. Yes. So you kind of, you play some anonymous passenger that somehow is like cast away with everybody, but in the course of the game manages to get off the Island, but by himself. And it's like, <laughs> well, what? How do, but the thing is like, what was fun about it is being able to go to those different locations mm-hmm. and, and explore those and kind of like live in those locations a little bit. But other than that, like the game was really hollow because it couldn't be anything more. You could because there was such tight control over what was going on. And so when I'm thinking about the Mandalorian, I cannot for the life of me think that they would make a video game of it without it. It would have to be the a prequel, which means like it um, wouldn't have Grogu, which is the most marketable thing oh, yeah. of the show. Right they would, they would right. never make a Mandalorian game without Baby Yoda. And the, yeah. and the thing is, like, I'm anxious to see what they do moving forward. But like uh, the. Um, like I'm just trying to think like what they would do other well, than it, what they're doing right now with like adding Mandalorian elements to the old Republic, their yeah. online multi multiplayer game. Like they're adding like Mandalorian armor and weapons and like adding those things, but a game on its own, well, we probably won't see one until the show is like done. Well, who's to say, and here's what I'm yeah. saying. Who's to say that it has to be its own story. It has to be. Remember back in the day when we had video games based on movies and TV shows, it was just like the story from the video game or the story from the movie in video game form. Like, why not just do that per season? And here's what you do. And then you have DLC. So every season that comes out is another $20. You want to play season three, $20, and you get to play the events 
from I mean, there's enough action well, me, in uh, the first me, two let, seasons yeah. to make. Games let me out. run this by you then. Let me run this by you All then. Right. Being someone who's watched both seasons of the show, how engaged would you be in playing a game that tells you the exact story that you just watched? I, it, just as engaged as I was playing the Super Nintendo Star Wars games that played the events of the movie. I, yeah, it's one thing to watch the events, but were yeah. you really engaged? Because those were not good games. Well, okay, maybe that's a bad example to use. But <laughs> I uh, like them. But I, I, I'm kind of saying, like Wonder Woman 1984. It's uh, not oh. good, but I like it. <laughs> like right. that, yeah. well, I, I sense you trying to uh, work but... some movie talk into this video game podcast, no, 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 and I'm going to no, cut no. you off I'm, at the pass. Not... This is the 16 Big Gladiators here on the Next I'm Wave just... Radio Network, <laughs> uh, where we talk about video games and not movies. You want to hear us talk about movies, you listen to the Editing Bay. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Go to EditingBay.com, subscribe there. But for now, this is the 16-Bit Gladiators, our video game podcast <laughs> that you can subscribe to on 16BitGladiators.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at 16-Bit Gladiators or on our Facebook page. That's right, 16-Bit Gladiators. And uh, this week, as you may have guessed, we're talking about move, uh, games, games video of games. the year, video games, uh, <laughs> games that we got for Christmas, uh, but also just games that we played in the year 2020. Uh, and we played a lot of games this year because it was a shit year. Uh, and so we were all locked in home. And <laughs> so nothing else, to do. nothing else to do. Couldn't go out to see movies. Uh, of course, we had Netflix, but uh, a lot of video games being played this year. Here was a banner year. Uh, for uh, just online presence, and uh, I know I got a lot of hours in this year, and uh, so we're going to talk about some of the games that we played, what our favorites were, uh, not necessarily games that were released in 2020, but games that we played, because as you know by the name of this podcast, 16-Bit Gladiators, we talk a lot of retro games, and retro doesn't always mean uh, pre-2000s, pre the birth of Tess, our co-host. Metroid Prime. Uh, Prime. They can sometimes be uh, <laughs> games that came out in 2010 or 2015. So uh, we've kind of compiled a list here. Everybody has a list, I believe, of uh, some of our favorite games that we played in 2020. And we're going to do a little uh, roundtable uh, of some of our games. Who would like to go first? All right, well, that silence means All that I get to go first, <laughs> uh, because I've kind of been uh, holding off talking about this one. We've danced around, and if you listen to the editing bay, I brought it up a couple of times, um, and it's made a lot of people's game of the year. I don't know, I necessarily agree with that, although I, I will say it is a groundbreaking game, um, but one that I do not want to revisit, and that is The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, it came out, uh, what, in June? It had been delayed a couple of times. And, of course, the sequel to the uh, groundbreaking 2013 Last of Us for um, PlayStation 3, right? It was a PlayStation exclusive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have, have, we, have we all played the original Last of Us? Yes. Yep. No. No, Tess. <laughs> Are you aware oh. of what it is? Because we may uh, we may spoil it a little bit. If I oh, go ahead, spoil it. <laughs> well, uh, like other uh, Walking Dead type games, it's a game about zombies and the zombie invasion and uh, how it came to be. But uh, oh. took kind of a realistic approach on it, and also uh, added a uh, father daughter element to it, which uh, was really endearing. Jen and I played that for the first time this year. Uh, the first one, the original one. Uh, of course, played the uh, remastered PS4 version. And uh, man, just it, it, it is deserving of all of the praise that's been lauded Absolutely. on it in the last seven years. Just uh, mm-hmm. an emotional roller coaster, but also uh, great gameplay, great ideas, great voice acting. Um, I, I guess I should say motion capture because it's not just their voices. We, mm-hmm. um, the, the actors mm-hmm. were giving performances, performance capture. Uh, yeah. And, and um, yes, if, if you haven't played it, play it because it holds up. Um, but I don't think The Last of Us 2 will be uh, talked about in much the same way that uh, the original was because um, I I've, I've found it 
Wow. All right. Well, let me get it out of the way. It is. It's great. It looks great. It plays great. It is groundbreaking. It's. It's amazing the the leaps and bounds that video games have made just graphically and from a storytelling standpoint uh, in in the last even just five ten years. Uh, and so these guys, who is it? Is that is that Rockstar? Is that Naughty Dog? I always get them Naughty confused. Dog. Naughty Dog. Yeah. Naughty Dog is at the top of their game. I, I I think they make some of the best <laughs> games. Of course, I'm sure we'll talk about the Uncharted series here later in this episode. Uh, but they're also responsible for that. Uh, and they just know how, like, they're the closest thing, in my opinion, to, you know, playing movies or playing a series of TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the characters are always really well fleshed out. Um, they, they don't seem wooden. Uh, the dialogue seems very natural. Um, and, and you get more of that in this. And, and it's a compelling story, but uh, a little too manipulative uh, for my taste because what they end up... up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, but but not even in that way. I mean, there's there. Yes, there's the Pixar up uh, way of of manipulating your emotions, which is you know to force you to feel something, to to endear you into these characters, and then kill one of them off. And uh, yes, that that does happen. Uh, maybe a couple of times in this game. Maybe one too many. But mm-hmm. um, it's not that type of manipulation I take issue with. What it is. Um, who plans to play this game? Because I don't want to get too far into it. I will eventually, but the thing is, I don't care if you spoil it. Do you already I, know? I feel, like, I feel like I kind of have a good idea of where the story is going to go. Yeah. And I've already read a whole lot about this game that, okay. like, it's good, but it goes on forever. Like, it is. There, and there, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it yeah. just kind of you just starts to get plotting. I don't even really feel like yeah. it's that. Like, when you look at how many hours it took to go through, it's not... It's not a 300-hour game. It's probably a 60, 70-hour game. Which no, feels... but I'm, I'm talking like as far as like the way the plot moves. Yes, the not, problem not is... really the yeah. hours you put in the yeah. game. Kind of like on the editing bay, how we would talk about <laughs> movies feeling longer than their length. Like That's what I've heard uh, about this game. Yes, uh, and it's because they kind of trick you. You feel like you're coming to the end of the game, and then it ca- pulls a Castlevania Symphony of the Night on you, and you realize, oh, I've got to do twice... There's there's a hundred percent more game to play um, because they do a little, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino time manipulation where you go back. The the, the game is set in, mm. uh, in chapters of days. So you see day one, day two, day three. And when you're playing as, as Ellie, she's the main character uh, in this game, you get to day three and shit's about to go down. Like you're at the end, you can feel it. It's palpable. And then, you start playing as this completely other character, and it goes back to day one. And it was about 15 minutes into that, Jen and I were like, oh, shit, we're going to do this in real time all over again <laughs> from a different perspective of another character wow. who this game wow. has, has trained you to hate. You hate yeah. the character you are forced to play as, and they're ma- this is where it gets manipulative because they're making you do things you don't want to do. They're making uh-huh. you... Um, choke out other characters that I don't want to choke out because I love them. They're making so you go ahead. In, in doing that. No, I'm curious in doing that. Like, wow. are they, are they making you feel like, uh, like empathetic or sympathetic well, for this character in the course? Of it? Or are you just being a, a horrible person? No, the, 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 and, and I, I get what they're trying to do. It, it is trying the, the thesis of this game basically is that violence begets violence. Like there is, when you think you're on the right side, there's somebody else who thinks you're the devil. And when you're yeah, on that person's side, you like everybody sees the other side. So I do appreciate it, and it is groundbreaking in that way. Is in that um, 
there, there's no good guys or bad guys. There's just people. And, and, it's, and, it's, it's, and, and we were and do the actions from like the different people lead to what's going on? The whole zombie apocalypse, or does no, that have nothing to do? With it? No, by that you play the first game, and, and the whole first game is about the oncoming of the zombie apocalypse, basically. Oh, yeah. And in fact, it's oh. not even really about that. It it starts off that way, and then it jumps forward like what five years or something. I, I think it's more like twenty years. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, I, yeah. Geez, was it somewhere in between? I, I remember it was at least. It, well, I mean, it was it was several years because yes. Joel goes from being like just brown haired with his with his daughter mm-hmm. to having gray hairs by yeah. the end of it. So, yeah, I, I think oh, I think wow. it's at least a, it was, a good ten years. Yeah. But yes, yeah, society has moved on yeah. and learned to live with this zombie apocalypse. It's not even really a thing anymore. Well, it is, um, but yeah. you realize at the end of that game that it's like humans much in yeah. uh, the, the way most good zombie properties do the real villains are the the humans right yep so yep. so that's how the first one plays out the second one doubles down on that um but then it introduces way too many characters and way too many other factions it just felt very unfocused to me yeah uh mm-hmm. and and it it really beats you over the head with the oh look to to this character Ellie is just as bad as she was to her, you know what I mean? Um, it gets a little tired, and and I can't think of another game that made me hate the character that I was playing so much that like w- when you would die as this character, I would be like, oh good, fine. Like then then the story <laughs> wow. ends here. Like you almost want to stop playing and be like, okay, in my mind, this whole game ends a different way, but it doesn't do that. And even at the end, when you think that uh, the characters you love have fallen as far as they can, there's still one more nail into that coffin and uh yeah. i man it's a depressing game and i i'll tell you what i bought cyberpunk 2077 um mm-hmm. which is a, a huge install it takes like 80 gigs to install oh, yeah, and i didn't have enough room on my ps4 and it was like what do you want to delete and i was like oh, i know which game i'm deleting fucking last of us too <laughs> i will never play this game again it was taking up 75 gigs of hard drive space and uh i i i, I love hate it that's yeah. that's the best I can say. It, I, I think everybody should experience like, it. It sounds like it's suffering from like the Negan effect of yes. Walking Dead, oh, where yes. like we went through half of that season and Negan was just the villain, and then suddenly we just shifted gears to like Negan's story and learning yeah. about. It. And Walking Dead's done that a couple of times, where it's yes. like, oh, this person's horrible. Like they did that with the governor, uh, and it's like this guy's horrible. And then we kind of get his story. And then we're like, oh, I'm kind of sort of sympathizing for this guy. And then he ends up still being kind of a douche. And you're like, all right, well, good, die. I don't, I, I don't care about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm still recommending it because um, I've, I've never played another game like it. Uh, uh-huh. And and I, I do think those guys at the top of their game. And it is it is a, uh, a, a quite an achievement for one of the mm-hmm. best uh, video game de- developers out there. Yeah, Naughty Dog's been in the business for a long time. They also brought us Crash Bandicoot, all the mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot That's games. Right. They gave us Jack and Daxter. Um, and a cool little Easter egg, if you would play through uh, Uncharted 3, there's a, I think it's near the beginning of the game, you're in a bar, and if you go into like the, there's like near a restroom, or there's like some kind of a pegboard on the wall near like between the bar and the restroom. And if you read the newspaper that's pegged up to it, it talks about like these mysterious spores and mushrooms that have been discovered. Ah. Yeah, it, it it totally puts Uncharted in the universe of The Last of Us. Interesting. So was, I just yeah. started. We just started playing Uncharted three. We're about halfway through it. Uh, that one's my favorite I'll one to look of at the it. series. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, strong yeah, so yeah. far. Not as good as Uncharted four though, Joe. You haven't finished it. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right. Just graphically, it's not. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, good. I've got that out of the way. We can move on. No more Last of Us talk. Uh, who wants to uh, pick up the baton? What do you think, Ted? Tell us about Madden. No, fuck Madden. That like, <laughs> game cheats, man. It beats. <laughs> no. The EA effect. Oh, bro, I hate that fucking game. It's been whooping my <laughs> ass all week. I can't lie. But yeah. now, the game that I played this year that I loved, honestly, had to have been Marvel Spider Man for Ooh. the PlayStation 4. Oh, Hell yeah. Even, nice. even though this game did come out two years ago in 2018. I didn't play it until 2020. Well, I did play it earlier, but I didn't finish it until 2020 mm. because for some reason I put it down and didn't touch it for like two years. But mm. when I tell you, when I started this game a couple months ago, instantly fell in love with it again and couldn't put it down for like the two, three weeks it took me to finish it. It's great. And it got me so excited and hyped that that's what led me to want to buy the PlayStation 5 and get the new Miles Morales game, nice. which I still have not gotten. But, you know, our buddy Joe over there has it. Mm. Every day I see him, he brings... <laughs> I bring the PS5 to work. brings the fucking PS5 in. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, you play Miles? No, man, I'm playing some other bullshit. That you don't, <laughs> you don't hear <laughs> I've got like a couple different games that I work on when I bring it to I bring that thing up to work. And I've been normally I've been working on the Avengers, uh, which is a, a bit of a grind. Um, but then I also played some Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like just recently, uh, my my in-laws got me the new uh, Call of Duty uh, Cold War, Black Ops Cold War, oh, yeah. which is great, but kind of what Joel was talking about with Cyberpunk, like Call of Duty is a resource hog. Like you need at least like 260 gigs to load this They're game. Absolutely insane. Yeah. It's, it's insanity. Like Jesus. I have a few things, just a few things pr- like loaded on my PS5. And even then, like I don't have enough space. Like I was able to play the first two missions and it's like, would you like to download campaign one? I'm like, well, yeah, I want the whole game. Can I please play the game? And it's like, you don't have enough space. You I'm, can't like, I'm running the out game. of shit to delete on my hard drive. And part of the problem also is that, like, the PS5 hard drive is, like, three megs. Like, it's just, it's so puny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you, how, how do you not, like, load that thing with, like, a two terabyte drive? Uh, especially for the price that you're paying for it. Mm, that's but, true. Yeah, no, that's Tess is like, why the fuck aren't you playing Miles Morales? <laughs> <laughs> just like this morning, man. I was like, came in. I was just like, man, he's like, oh man, Call of Duty, all this other bullshit. <laughs> I was like, man, play Miles Morales. That's the game you need to play. That's why you yeah. got this pristine system for it, man. That's right. It is true. That is true. That's why I bought it. But yeah. uh, for some reason, like, I'm a pleasure delayer, Tess. I know I'm really going <laughs> to love that game. And yeah. so I kind of want to get the games that I know I'm not going to like as much out uh-huh. of the way. I don't know. That's how I'm trying to justify it is like, I know I'm going to love Miles Morales. And uh-huh. I'm almost like afraid to start that journey because right. I know once I start it, I'm going to be obsessed with playing it. I know it's going to be amazing, man. And that's yeah. it's like that's and that's what this Spider-Man game got me excited to do man i was and it's it's funny because you remember we were talking this morning too he's like you know it's not the miles morales from the uh, uh enter the spider verse and i'm like what yeah. <laughs> i know that it's the one from this game <laughs> <laughs> i put i just played the game a few weeks ago i remember how they were setting this up man <laughs> i just want to make sure you knew man <laughs> 
that'd be cool if it wasn't Enter the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales. There's this super funny meme that had been going around. It's like, what can Miles Morales do that Peter Parker can't? And it's like, <laughs> hug his parents. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I was like, well, he could also say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> And so I told Tess, I was like, actually, no, he can't. Because in the world of this game, Miles Morales' parents get killed, too. Oh, no. It's like, oh, yeah, spoiler Morbid. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a spoiler. It's in, like, the first, like, five minutes okay. of the Miles Morales game. They talk about it in the opening, like, oh, yeah? uh, montage. Yeah. Are there you, you go. <laughs> so, so you got Spider-Man, was there anything else? That had me. Um, no, man, that had to be. I was telling Joe today. I was like, man, man, this <laughs> preparing for this podcast today. You guys have played so many different games this year. And I'm like, man, I'm going to have like my five. <laughs> I played Madden 21. Uh, well, I got 2K21, but I haven't played it yet. FIFA 21. <laughs> I'll play that. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. And then Nickelodeon Crazy Cart Racing. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and then also Spider-Man. It's like those are the six games I've played this year. Yeah. You played some South Park <laughs> in there too, right? List. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not bad at all, yeah. It's not a terrible list, but then it's like, then you guys are like, yeah, man, so Uncharted 4, you know, <laughs> Resident Evil. Uh, you, you know, I even put in some Kingdom Hearts, you know, got it on the rhythm, got Kingdom Hearts rhythm. <laughs> what Kingdom Hearts rhythm is? <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Joe. I, I think hands down, Joe probably plays more hours uh, of, of games than the rest of us. Although, Jay, you may give him a run for his money, Jay, right? Jay plays a lot. Jay does every day. Guys, Jay does like VR, uh, like playing Beat Saber for his workout every day. Dude has lost. What were you talking about, Jay? You said like Jesus. we went out to dinner and you had you put on a certain pair of pants like for the first time in a couple of years. No, and, in, the, in a year. The first in a year. Time in, wow. in a year. And I was literally swimming in them. Like I had to, <laughs> I had to take a belt and completely cinch it up, like past the past the last notch that wow. you can all the way tighten up a belt on. Put new new holes in it to to make it tighter. Wow! Some like, people buy a new belt. <laughs> yeah, or get a new belt or new, which, or new jeans. Know, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a testament not only to how much weight you've lost this year, Jay, but how many times you've worn pants this year. Because it sounds like <laughs> exactly none, none of us have left yeah. the house. <laughs> when I when I started on doing it, it was kind of like you know you know gets your heart rate up, gets your gets your blood pumping, gets you sweating a little bit. But I'm like. But you're just, you know, you're just waving your arms around. What kind of workout is that going to do? But yeah, calories is calories. Exactly. Yeah. And and actually yeah. seeing that in the results of that after, you know, nine, 10, 11 months, however many months it wow. was, really was like an eye opener for me. It's like, holy shit, that's that's great. You know, I think that's a lot awesome. of people were doing that this year. That that ring fit adventure for the switch mm -hmm. was a huge oh seller. Like it was constantly oh sold out. Uh, mm -hmm. anybody here on the panel play that? Two of us. I, I have it, yeah, and and I let Joe borrow it for for I, a good I, while. I ended up getting a copy too. Yeah, yeah. nice. Is yeah. it worth the hype? Yeah. Uh, it is. If yeah. you have, if I mean, you have it, the it's... time, if you have the time and opportunity yes. to play it, uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Like, there's there are two different modes that you can play. Uh, if you want to play quiet mode instead of running in place, you have to do squats to move around. Like, which and I, I think is that, actually harder. It is a much harder workout. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's much harder. So yeah. I went like maybe two weeks where I was kind of doing that on the reg, and then stopped. <laughs> I was just like, this is exhausting. <laughs> there has to be an easier way. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's it's a good one. But it, it, I, I feel like as far as hours actually put into games, I think Jay's got the title right now. Wow, that's saying oh, something because you guys are powerhouses. If it is, it's all it's all mainly the the Beat Saber though, because as far as normal playing down, sitting down, playing games, I definitely don't have quite as many. Hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> you, the guys, the time that he's put into just Need for Speed, like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god, like, I go through and I, I'll play the game a little bit, and I can. He's on my uh, on my friends list, so I can see what he's done already. Mm-hmm. He's done like almost every race. He's I'm trying to beat his time on stuff, and it's like half impossible. I just sit there and go, how did he do this? I have one or two that like I managed to get under like his time and stuff, and I'm like, I feel lucky that I've managed to do that. Like this dude, when it comes to like. When it comes to racing games specifically, this dude has always been Rain Man. Like, just know <laughs> he just knows the Da Vinci Code of racing games. <laughs> but, but Jay, is it one of your favorite games of 2020? Need for Speed? I would say, yeah, it's up there for wow. sure. All right. Yeah. Well, what else? Uh, I would say that and 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 the Crew Two is one that I started this year as well, and What's that's that? another one that I would put up there. Mm-hmm. What is that game? I'm not familiar with it. The Crew Two. It's um. It's basically Need for Speed, but like in the United States, like you can you can go from LA to New York and drive the whole distance. Oh, cool! So, yeah, it's oh, it's. Wow. I mean, it's only like a twentieth, like a one to twenty ratio size. So it's not like everything in the United States, but still, I mean, getting getting from one side of the map to the other on one of the races um, is it actually goes from New York to San Francisco, oh. and it's like a forty five minute long race. Jesus. Do you have to like gas up? Do you have to stop and gas? No, no, fortunately you don't. (laughs) It's traffic. But but that's on, it's on like the hypercar mode, which is like 230 miles an hour. And it's still taking that long to get across. Man. Uh, all right, well, Jay, uh, so you've got some racing games. You've got some, uh, um, uh, exercising games. What else is on your uh, top 2020 list? Uh, well, we've talked about it a couple of times. We've got, um, the, the age of calamity. Oh, wow. yeah, putting that on the top. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I love those games. Like it, it's not the same as breath of the wild. Like it's not as, as just exploring and, and laid back like breath of the wild can be mm-hmm. breath. Of the wild can get pretty stressful at times too. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's fun to, to have something like where you can just kind of kick back and just lay waste to hordes of enemies and, and just, have that kind of that badass moment you know uh, i like and, the way that it fleshes out this timeline like this yes. universe of zelda like yeah. i i appreciate that about this game a lot yeah there's there are some some people that are that are complaining about the the use of time travel to kind of change yeah. things in it but i mean i mean zelda's always had time travel it, it, it's always had three timelines yeah that the games follow along and they're mm-hmm. they can be confusing as shit. And I think the problem that people have with this one specifically is because they had they had set Breath of the Wild so far forward in the timeline that it was kind of like all the timelines had reemerged into one. And now they're and breaking now them they're, off. Yeah, now they're breaking it off again. So we're gonna branch this shit off again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be even but, more confusing uh, when Breath of the Wild two 
comes out mm-hmm. whenever uh, that will be a direct I'm, sequel I'm, to. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping it'll be out next year because next year is the 35th anniversary for Zelda and Metroid yeah. actually too. Well, they said the same thing yeah. about Mario because this was the 35th anniversary of Mario, but we did not get a sequel yeah. to Mario Odyssey. We, uh, all we got were the 3D All Stars, which. I'm enjoying the hell out of. I, I love Mario Galaxy. It's one of my favorite Mario games. And also got uh, Mario 35, which we've talked about before. But I got to yeah. say, if you count up the hours of uh, uh, that we've been playing the Switch, Jenna and I, Mario 35 is probably up there because uh, it is addictive. Yeah. Anybody else playing that? I know, Joe, you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played a bunch. 35. Never yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't actually played it yet. And uh, I don't know why because it's... You sh- it, man, it you seems should. like it'd be it's right up my alley. Super fun. It's super yeah. fun. It's it's really like it, it's a little disorienting the first couple times you play it, but then once you start kind of getting into the hang of it and start figuring out how to like target other players, oh dude, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a blast, man. Every all the stuff that they did for the Mario thirty fifth, like mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed. Uh, I was just playing the uh, the game and watch with Sarah the other day. Oh yeah, uh, and I was showing her because there's. There's this trick that I learned on the side of a uh, of a box of Nintendo cereal back in the 80s, mm-hmm. and it was how to get firepower while still being small in Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers. Uh, and it's a trick that I used to be able to do with my eyes closed. Like, I did it so much as a kid. I used to be able to do it all the time at will. And I started playing through Mario on this game and watching, like... I kept fucking it up, kept fucking it up. And I kept telling him like, no, this is a trick that I can do. I know I can do this. I used to do this all the time. This was like my trademark. Like when I competed in the Nintendo championships back in the day, I did this as like kind of a flourish. <laughs> and so it was the, the other night I did it before she, she was like in the other room, putting the kids to sleep and I had done it, but then I paused it right after I, I got. So, okay, really quick, just in case you don't know what the trick is, is there anybody here who doesn't know what it is? I, I I know of it, but I I don't I haven't done it. Yeah, same. Okay, but I do remember I do remember it from I back in the day. Vivid, man, you tell it to so, me. <laughs> so if you go and obviously it's going to be easiest to do in the first castle in Super Mario Brothers. So like, don't take the warp zone in one two. Go all the way to to the to one four, uh, and go through the castle. And you got to have firepower. You got to be big Super Mario right. with firepower, okay. and you got to get to Bowser. When you get to Bowser, don't kill him with fire. You you got to jump over him and then don't immediately get the axe. You have to wait till he gets close to you and you have to make it so you jump up and you touch the axe and get touched by Bowser at the same exact time. Yeah. This has to, It has to be a pixel perfect trick. So if that happens, you start blinking. As Mario, you're kind of you're red and blue again, or whatever, red and brown. I remember that. Uh, uh-huh. But but you're kind of like f- you're you're blinking in and out. And what you'll do is you'll kind of slide down to Toad, and he'll be like, ah, you know, thank you, but our princess is in another castle. You'll start the next level, and you'll look like just regular Super Mario. But then the block that you hit, the next uh, item block you hit, will be a mushroom. You'll get the mushroom, and it'll make you small. Then the next block that you get that has an item will be a fire flower. You get that. And then you'll be a fire-powered small Mario. But every time you shoot fire, you'll grow big really quick because that's how the animation works. Uh, So you you shoot fire like that. But the only thing is, if you get hit once, you're dead. Like you don't don't turn. Yeah, you don't get that. Like you get hit and then you lose the power. You get hit once and you're dead because the game reads you as being regular Mario. Mm -hmm. And what's the purpose of this trick? 
There's no purpose to it. It's just to do it. It's a fun glitch. It's a yeah. fun glitch. Like just, you know, bragging rights. Because oh, honestly, yeah. it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Oh, no. I've, yeah. I've never yeah. done it. And I've only never. ever once done the uh, the unlimited one-up trick where you jump oh, on the turtle on the block the uh, mm, at yep. Infinium and just get unlimited lives. Uh, uh, did, you like, do, did you ever do the Minus World? No. What's minus the Minus World? world? So there was a there's a there's a trick in it's in the where you would go to the warp pipe in one two. Um, there's a wall that you can you can basically glitch into it, mm-hmm. and then as you start climbing up that wall, you go into a world that's it's like under uh, underwater swimming, but it's mm-hmm. called minus one. Yeah, like no no like one dash one or whatever, just dash one minus one, and it's an unlimited swim world. There's mm-hmm. no end to it, so the only end is running out of time. But it's called a minus world. Well, and, and it, was it a, was it a glitch or was it something they intentionally yeah. programmed into the game? Oh no! I well, it's a glitch. I, I think what it glitch. is, it's like it's like left. It's like resource. It's like the yeah. remainder. Yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah, it's Neo. It's, it's Neo the one. The Matrix. It's the yeah. one leftover yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Joe. Uh, um, other games for 2020. Yeah, I wanted to talk about because we were just talking about Mario and the 35th, and there was another game that came out on the year of Mario's 35th anniversary, and that's Paper Mario. Oh, uh, yeah, Origami the, King. Uh, the Origami King. I think that's probably my favorite game of the year. Uh, wow. At least my favorite game that I played this year. It was frustrating, uh, and it was frustrating in the fact that it was challenging. And one of the things that I think you always have to kind of doff your cap to with Mario is that they always find ways to kind of uh, freshen up like what you do in the games like there's there's always some innovation that they introduce and usually like at first it feels really arbitrary but then by the time it's done you can't help but look back and go wow that was super creative like i really enjoyed what they did here uh and and just the the artistry that's involved in like creating like watching in the game like an actual origami dragon come to life and like you know having to de- having to fight it and like the battle system that they created uh, this was this was a great game. It was touching. Uh, it, it it definitely brought some of the emotion. Uh, it has enough like hidden Easter eggs uh, and and different ways for you to unlock secret endings that it kind of keeps you involved. It keeps you invested in the game for a while. I didn't take the time to go back and get the secret ending. I just looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> it was it was probably it was probably my favorite game that I played this year. It was it was wow. so good. Well that's good um, to hear. Yeah. It's uh it's it's solid. The um I'm trying to think. I think maybe my my second favorite, like the the runner up for the year, would probably be um Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, and that's on Sunday mornings. I play. Uh, I have kind of a standing gaming session with a couple of people, and you know, we, lately we've been playing uh, State of Decay. But we, for the longest time, we were playing Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mind. Yeah, you do. Uh, and it was kind of just an average shooter, and it really didn't do much for me until we ran across this like mission where you have to hunt down the predator, and that oh. I suddenly found myself obsessed with doing this. Like we tried doing it over and over and over again as a team and we could never get it done. And I think it's, it has something to do with the fact that like just the four of us, the personalities that we are just could not gel enough or get over ourselves enough. Stop alphaing each other to like figure out how to, how to beat this thing. Uh, and so finally, like one day, and I know I talked about this already, but like finally one day I went in and just played it on my own 
with with some npc characters and figured it out and it was just like that sense of accomplishment it's not something i feel all the time in games anymore and so to be able to get in there and like defeat this thing and feel like i really accomplished something uh i think gives it this edge that makes it like my second favorite game of the year um because other than that yeah it's it's really just kind of an an average shooter um the final fantasy 7 remake uh is is also kind of tied there as my my second favorite of the year uh and i think it's the the only reason it's not the top is just because i would rather it had been a remake of the game uh this game is like they completely retool the battle system and it's more of an action rpg than it is a turn-based uh and and that kind of i don't want to say it turns me off but it it took away kind of what i enjoyed about final fantasy 7 um and made it something different also it's not even a complete game it's part one of like three different parts so there you have it uh yeah that's that's my short list i don't want to i don't want to keep going uh, well, I've got one more on mine um, because after uh, the dirge that was uh, Last of Us Part Two, uh, <laughs> uh, we needed a little palate cleanser, uh, and so Jen and I picked up a game that we had bought the previous year when it was released, uh, I believe, in 2019 around uh, uh, Halloween. In fact, I think exactly on October 31st uh, for the Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. And uh, while uh, this was the year of Mario, last year was the year of Luigi. Yeah, Luigi. When Luigi's yeah. Mansion 3 came out. And uh, we, we fooled around with it when we first got it, uh, but didn't really dive into it until, I guess, this summer, uh, or late summer leading up into Halloween. We wanted a good Halloween game. Uh, yeah. And, man, Luigi's Mansion 3. You, wanted, you were talking about this with uh, the Origami King, just the amount of creativity and the, aman- the animations mm-hmm. uh, that, and, and the effort that they put into creating these characters and worlds. Luigi's Mansion is like playing a Pixar game. Like the animations so are good. so good, yes. and so good. At the end, when we finally beat it, made it all the way through, Jen and I went back and we watched on YouTube like a compilation of all of the boss battles. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it took us like a, a month or so to go through, so we forgot some of the levels. But when you see them all back to back like that, it is just so uh, vivid and uh, and and charming. Uh, mm-hmm. Each 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 boss had its own character, and and you remembered them. And we, the the next one that came up, we're like, oh yeah, we love that one. Remember that one? And then it would yeah. be followed by another one. Like, oh no, that one was even better. And it just <laughs> and, and there's like 14 levels in this game. It's it's pretty expansive. And uh, you know, any other Mario game, like if this game starred Mario, uh, and had given we're given the whole Mario treatment. It would be like one of the best Mario games, but I think because people mm-hmm. think Luigi is like, oh yeah, he's kind of second tier. They're not as good as the <laughs> canon Mario games. But um, man, I'll I had tell more. You, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion is is up there. It's yeah. way up there. I think mm-hmm. with, with gamers, with with Mario fans. Yeah, uh, is this the the first one that you've played, or have you played the previous games in the series? We, I, I had the original on GameCube uh, and played that a little bit. Never beat it, and then uh, we mm-hmm. picked up uh, Dark Moon, which is the 3DS sequel, 3DS basically one. Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion Two. Uh, at Let's Play Gaming Expo a couple of years ago. And Jen and I had kind of been playing that, but didn't really gel. Kind of bounced off it a little bit. Uh, the controls are a little a little, a little, little iffy. But uh, some of the gaming mechanics they added in Luigi's Mansion 3, the, the Gooigi option, where you basically yes, kind of create a little Gooigi. clone of yourself. And so now you're you're one player, but you're kind of solving puzzles as two different characters. Uh, yeah. and, and just, uh, again, the, the, the visual overhaul that they gave that world um, and the way the way they built it into a hotel, and how every 
floor was a different level. I just thought it was ingenious. Yes. You've got like a, a yeah. mall. You've got like a food court. There's a, there's a, a, a dance hall on one of them. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just so great. Yeah, no, you're, you're not kidding. Like the level of creativity, uh, it's, it's just so robust of a game. Like it, uh, good word. It, yes, you feel you you feel you're getting your money's worth absolutely before you before yeah. you even get halfway through it. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good, and I think that's that's kind of a hallmark of for me a hallmark of like just Mario games in general mm-hmm. is you. I can't think of many Mario games, even like at least the more recent ones, where I felt like they just kind of phoned it in. Like they right. they really yeah. they put their blood, sweat, and tears into these mm-hmm. titles. And then one more game I'll talk about real quick, uh, as we're, long as we're talking Halloween games, because we were still in Halloween mode. Uh, we finally went back to a game uh, that I'd picked up a few years ago for the Xbox uh, called Little Nightmares. You guys familiar with that one? Yes. yes. Playing a little character in yeah. a yellow coat kind of has a it, Stephen King's it feel about it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, deserving of its name, Nightmares, because it is very nightmarish, even though it has oh, kind of a dude. cartoony style. But uh, there are some jump scares in this game and some moments that will live with me uh, that are just as creepy as anything in uh, Last of Us. <laughs> but yeah. I had to stop playing it because of the anxiety that it yes! brought up in me. Like, absolutely. There, there's mm-hmm. one level I can't remember. Joel, you'll probably be able to correct me on this. But you're like in a pantry or whatever. And like you've, yes. you've snuck into the pantry. You've run into it. And you have to now like get through like the hallways and get to the other side. And meanwhile, there's like a chef or something that's like chasing after you. It's the dude with oh, like the really dude. long arms, the freakishly long arms. And, yes. Uh, yeah, you have to kind of maneuver and climb above and over. And uh, every turn, he's kind of like reaching up for you. That and then, well, yeah. This an actual person that follows you in. Like you go through the ventilation shaft and you're in like this closet. And then he opens the door and you have to kind of like stay up oh, yeah. on the shelves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's the one. Uh, yeah, there's also that that chef that uh, likes chef. to oh. throw you into the oven if you get caught with him. <laughs> and then the final, if you haven't made it to the end of the game, uh, it just balls out. There's like a uh, anybody beat that game besides me? No, no, never uh, had. Yeah, you're basically uh, in the middle of a feast with this these huge uh, you know, globulous people, uh, and uh, you're trying to run across a dinner table, uh, and they're reaching out for you and grab. Uh, it's it's so cool. But I'm really excited because uh, they're coming out with Little Nightmares too. I think in February. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we played it at the perfect time. So can't recommend that enough. Uh, for your your Halloween nightmarish enjoyment, um, I actually have the my runner up and the game of the year. My runner up is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yes, yeah. that one is a game that I was actually going to buy the PS4 specifically for that game, and when it got announced that it was coming on PC, I figured, okay, well, I don't necessarily need to get a <laughs> PS4 now. But yeah, that one that one is freaking incredible. Like yeah. it's open world with a good mix of action and story and uh, just an interesting plot that you don't see a whole lot in, in, in open world games. You know, you get usually have the things where you either have like Skyrim, how it does it, where it's the, the, the main story is kind of something that you can just forget and go fuck off and do something else with. <gasps> or you've got games like Far Cry where it's like, go unlock all these towers mm-hmm. and, and Assassin's Creed does the same thing. Um, Ubisoft is kind of guilty of all those, but this one kind of makes a legit solid story to drive this open world game. So you can still do your exploration, but you also have this, this feeling like you need to continue the story and, and get it done. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks amazing. A lot of people compared it to Breath of the Wild, just the scope of it. Yeah. Uh, but of yeah. course, with yeah, the I would, I would say definitely in scope. It's it's certainly f- more directly story-oriented than mm. Breath of the Wild. Like, Breath of the Wild is more, um, you have to find the story. The exploration, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And and this one's more like, okay, here's the story, go do this. But yeah, otherwise, uh, as far as the two of those games... I would definitely put them up like top tier as far as open world games goes wow. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. We, uh, we loaded that one up and played like the intro and uh, we haven't gone back to it, but uh, I'm, I'm excited. And especially after hearing your review of it. Yeah. Nice. Man. Nice. Yeah. It's fantastic. Fantastic for sure. And I'm, I haven't even finished it yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good ways into it and mm-hmm. absolutely loving it. But my, my game of the year uh, and the only reason that horizon didn't make my game of the year is because this one came out was half-life alex oh yes um i've been a fan of the half-life games since the first one and when when this one was announced and it was vr only which to me was a a bold move to do something that's only on vr and only on pc vr at that too because the highest selling vr at the at that time was the playstation vr mm-hmm, of course. and so valve you know valve of course does steam they announced this game and it's only for PC VR. And so of course all the people complaining about it because well now you have to you have to have a PC that's not only just the PC, but a PC capable of doing VR. VR yeah. And you gotta get the VR headset to be able to play this game. That's so everybody thought this game is gonna fail. It it's gonna go nowhere because it just costs so much to to buy into it. This thing set records for sales. Like it it, it not only was high selling for a VR game. It was high selling just for a game in general. And I think it absolutely lived lived up to the hype. The the step up in immersion Mm -hmm. that this game brings from any other VR title that I've played is, is incredible. Like you, you are in this world more so than any other VR game. Hmm. Like you, you can pick up things, you can interact with things, you can, pick up a pen and draw on things with it, you know, using, using your actual fingers to pinch and, and grab. And on top of that, you've got the, the actual story that's built into it, which is, is, a, is kind of takes place in between half-life one and half-life two. Hmm. Uh, and to, to kind of introduce you to, uh, well, I say introduce you to half-life two, introduce you to Alex Vance, you play as her in, in this one. Um, that one, that one definitely got my, my game of the year though. Well, I have to say cool. I'd, uh, I, I'll check it out, but, uh, I don't think I, ha- <laughs> I don't have any of the equipment necessary to uh, check that out. So I'm going to yeah, take the word for it. It's definitely, that's definitely a problem. Um, because it, it, you know, it is PC only and it is, you know, the PC VR to, it, it's a cost of entry. That, they don't even have that for Oculus, right? No. No. no, no, you can, you can use Oculus to play it, um, using like the link, but you still yeah. have to have a PC have to, to, have the to PC play there. the actual game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I just, I, I downloaded this star Wars galaxy's edge game for the Oculus. Just, I haven't even played it yet, but I, I remember when I was looking through the, 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 the shop, I was trying to see if they had the new half life on there. Yeah. I, I would, I would love to see it, um, make it to like the consoles, like the, I, I think the PS five, mm-hmm. like if they do, playstation vr oh, for that as well 
I think that would be enough. Like, I think it could handle the game, and I would love have, to see them release it on it. And they have VR support. It's in the it's in the uh, the options and stuff. So mm, good. It, it, good. It might it might find its way It'd be over. Foolish not to after all the investment they put into it uh, for the PS4. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Sneed. Need more memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before we move on to uh, worst games of the year, uh, any honorable mentions of uh, top games from 2020? Man, um, you know what? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give honorable mentions to Need for Speed, uh, mm-hmm. Hot Pursuit, the remake that Jay and I have been playing back and forth. Yeah. Uh, that's really good. I started playing a game on the Switch called Another Sight, uh, which mm. there's there's a couple games like this. Like there was one called. Uh, the Blind Prince and the Liar Princess, and it's like escort kind of games. And in another site, you play this girl who's blinded, but then befriends like a cat, and she can see kind of like through the cat's eyes. And so you kind of, it's like a partnership, like back and forth. I've had this on my wish list forever, and it just finally like went 70% off on sale Uh, on the mm eShop. And I was like, oh yeah, no, a $39.99 game for 11 bucks getting it i have to get this and it didn't disappoint like this is it's really fun it's uh you know as as the girl you can like use levers and elevators and stuff like that as the cat you can kind of traverse more like uh dangerous territory jumping around and like finding different areas and like if you have the cat uh close by the girl like if there are ledges if the cat is on the other side of the ledge you can switch to the girl and then like call to the cat and if the cat meows she senses where the other side of the jump is. And so then you could jump oh, over the castle cool. and stuff. And oh, that's it's, cool. It's really creative. And for someone who doesn't generally like cats very much, it makes <laughs> me appreciate them. <laughs> well, I'm a sucker for a game with a cat in it. I will, any game that I get to control a cat, I'm there for it, man. There's some announcement. There's a game coming out next year. We can control a cat. And I am. Nice. Uh, yes. I, am there for I it. want that. Yeah. I want that. It, they announced it for, I think it was during the PS5. That's like, what it was. Reveal yep. launch or whatever. That for maybe, it. uh, mm-hmm. That may be the one that pushes me over. The cat right. game. <laughs> Tess, what about you? We haven't heard from you in a while. Honorable mentions? Uh, uh, you played some South oh, Park yeah. games this year. Yeah, I was just about to say, I was like, you know what? South Park, a fractured butthole. Ah, nice. Yeah, the fractured butthole is so good. <laughs> so good. How did I forget about that? I think it's because I played it so long ago that I thought it was almost last year. that I You were playing that when I was doing uh, Cuckoo's Nest. So that yes. was like the beginning of the year. Yeah, straight yeah. up the beginning. Pre-COVID. Yeah. That's why it seems so long ago. Oh, my God. Oh, like yeah. Of the year. But, yeah, South Park's a fresher butthole. Oh, my God. That was a great game. That actually started me – that actually got me back into playing games before I start, Before I played God of War and then eventually um, Crash Bandicoot and everything. But, yeah, I still need to go back and play the Stick of Truth, right? The first game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Also Fractured. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good one. That was Check that out. Fractured uh, Bubble. Yeah, I will. I'll have to check both of those out in 2021 yeah. amongst other games. Uh, all right. Well, Joe, um, if we're all done with honorable mentions, um, you mentioned uh, worst games. Games that the worst, uh, did the not live up to the played. hype for 2020, which could be a whole other episode, but uh, I don't really play a lot of bad games uh yeah. there's only one that pops to mind for me and that's one that uh, a little indie game that came out uh, a couple of months ago i think uh or at least it came out on switch recently it's it, it was originally released in 2016 uh and it's called ghost of a tale but it's basically like the secret of nim the video game you're this little Wait, you mouse like that one? Oh no god I, i've and maybe it's just the execution uh it is so, the controls are so janky 
on that game. They are janky. Yes. I love the the look of it, but it did. You know, a lot of these independent games, you wouldn't know they were made by independent companies uh, because of the production value. However, this one mm-hmm. definitely feels rough around the edges, uh, and um, I don't know. I there's I'm only so forgiving of a game, especially if I'm gonna put a ton of hours into it. Uh, and especially since I have a whole roster of games that I need to get to that I know are great, uh, and I immediately kind of just like gave up on this one. Jenna, poor thing, like tried to uh, tried to make it work, and I think after uh, maybe she played it. We were recording the podcast one night, and she st- she she was like, "You go do the podcast. I'm gonna play this game since you don't care about it." And by the time I came out, she was in the exact same place that I had left her uh, oh, two hours wow. previous. Oh, and that's wow. when I knew, nope, this game is not for me. So uh, God bless those who like Ghost of a Tale. I guess, Jay, you're a defender of that one? Well, I'm, I would say I'm not a defender so much that I, I agree with you absolutely on the on the controls. It's, it's a frustrating fucking game to play. Yeah. But the... I I actually f- was following this game back when it was just one developer uh, working on it, and they were kickstarting it. I didn't do the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. or it wasn't a Kickstarter. It was just crowdfunding um, directly mm-hmm. through their site. So I didn't get involved with that, but I, I followed the development of this game, and it seemed like it was just so long before it actually became playable. And uh, when it you know when it finally did become last year i think it was maybe this is the year before yeah um and it was still in an early access game at that point mm-hmm. uh, i would argue that even today it's still not playable <laughs> i would say yeah i would say it's still very much an early access level of yeah. game um it's alpha but but the but the 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 art direction in it and just yeah. the level of what you can do in the game because it's very free like you can you can you know hide in places uh that wouldn't seem like you would normally be able to hide into like you can you can find a hole in the wall and and be able to climb into it so they they made these animations for all sorts of 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 of, uh, scenarios to to be able to to essentially do that one level of of the Zelda Wind Waker mm-hmm. where you're trying to sneak into the castle and that's that's the whole game you're you're trying not to be found by the yes, uh, by the, the rats. what is it the rats the rats of Nim yes yes um but beyond the the look of the game and just the charm of it with the frustrating controls i can see that being yeah, I wouldn't say the worst game I've played, but <laughs> definitely not definitely not the best game that yeah. I've played. Jenna's mm-hmm. chiming in here via text and uh, agreeing, <laughs> and uh, she's saying it, it got a little easier uh, after a while, but uh, the save state shit was annoying. Uh, and mm. then jumping into the chest, uh, yeah, to save was yes. uh, was not yeah. a good uh, game mechanic. I'll talk about. Uh, I know there were a few Switch games that I picked up that I had told you guys about uh, based on old TV properties. Uh, and sp- specifically the G.I. Joe game, uh, oh, yeah. the, the Operation Black Hawk or whatever the hell it would be called. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the the subtitle of it. Uh, that's how memorable that game was. <laughs> uh, there was that. There was Cobra Kai. Like There were a couple games like that. The Transformers one wasn't bad. I just didn't have the patience for it. I'm not the biggest XCOM fan. Like The best game I think that they've ever made that's along those lines is probably Mario Rabbids. 
Uh, oh yeah, and and it's it, it, it relies heavily on how good like the characterizations and the story are. But like, if you don't have that, games like that just aren't that fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for me, I, I think maybe Jay might enjoy something like that more because he's more of a Transformers guy. Um, but like those games that just like completely abused the licenses. Like you've you've got the makings of, especially in the age of Fortnite. And and Call of Duty, like you've got the GI Joe franchise, and you can't make a decent third person shooter out of it. Are you kidding me? Uh, so yeah, those were really bad, uh, but not so bad that I was like angry. I was just kind of disappointed. Mm. The game that really made me angry, obviously, Final Fantasy IV: The After Years. Uh, <laughs> the College that, Years. That, that pissed me off a lot. Uh, so that one probably that one's probably the worst game that I played in 2020, tied with a huge Hideo Kojima release on the PlayStation oh, 4. Was that this year? Death Stranding. Death Stranding, yeah. wow. Death Stranding was the like. I know a lot of people got into the story and they thought the story was like just so mm. good, uh, but there are certain things that I don't want to have to do in a video game because I play these games to try to like relax and get out of where I am right now. And like in death stranding, one of the primary things you're doing is having to care for a baby that you're carrying around. And if you're not caring for it enough, it starts crying. You hear it (laughs) through the controller. Like it starts crying at you through the controller. Is it like a Mario world two with a baby Mario with baby Mario? No, not that bad. (laughs) But no, in fact, like Super Mario 2 or Super Mario World 2 is fine. It's fine. Understanding that is part of the mechanic. Because the thing is, you can not lose baby Mario and not have to worry about hearing him cry. But this game is like you're running around on like this this horrible terrain and like it'll be like timed missions where you have to like get over a mountain to a cave while you're carrying this thing. And the thing is like, if it cries, it attracts like bad guys, like the enemies oh, and no. stuff. And and it's like what? So you have to go slowly to not disrupt it. But if you go slowly, you're not going to finish the mission in time. Mm. So it's one of yep. those like you have to kind of balance it out. And the game is beautiful. Like it is beautiful to look at. It's very well. Uh, I don't know what you would call mocapped with Norman yeah. Reedus as your main character. And as I understand it, like the way this came about was because Hideo Kojima was going to do the next Silent Hill game. And he yep. had tapped and like Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus oh, were wow. going to be a part of it. And then it fell through. And so he ended up keeping Norman Reedus for this Death Stranding game. And like. Wow. The story in true Hideo Kojima style is like so convoluted. Completely convoluted. Yeah. And and so not just that, like having to take care of that, but there's really very little you can do to defend yourself. And I wasn't even interested. Like after that, like the initial like three hours of the game. Yeah. The initial three hours. (laughs) I was like, I'm out. I'm not, I cannot dedicate yeah. any more to, and usually I'm the kind of guy that has the patience to see something through to the end, no matter how long it takes. Mm-hmm. But this game, I couldn't, I couldn't delete it from my hard drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... It reminded me, having to take care of that baby reminded me of playing that new Animal Crossing. I had gotten oh, it for the yeah. Switch, and I was like, I wonder why I haven't played an Animal Crossing game in forever. And then I remembered, oh, <laughs> because it's like I have more chores, but now it's in a video game. Like, no. the last thing I want is to have like res- like responsibilities like that. I'm already taking care of stuff in the real world. You have like real that. babies to take care of. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So, dude, Death Stranding, just because so much money went into that game, it was like it, it, it's such a huge AAA title. And for it to be as disappointing as it was, mm-hmm. that is my worst of 2020. So, LucasArts, if you're listening, do not hire Hideo Kojimi to make the Mandalorian game because that's what we'll get. <laughs> yeah, just him don't. running around with a crying Grogu. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh Tess, any, a- uh, any. Unhonorable uh, mentions of 2020? Like you guys, like you, I don't play terrible games, but I guess a game that I played this year oh, that I did. Story. Hey, <laughs> never going to let that down. Okay. Not anymore. I learned, from my, I learned my lesson, all right? <laughs> but I guess for the game that I played this year that I didn't really get all that excited about and I didn't finish would have to be Far Cry 4. I was oh, so, yeah. I, I know. And here's the thing I know, I know, Joe, yeah. I see your face. And that's the thing. I was so excited to play it as well, too. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm lazy, maybe I'm dumb, but just starting to play it, I was like, oh my God. After you gave me that nugget of how like I could beat the game in like five minutes, I beat it. And then I was like, well, I kind of don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined the game for you. I, I started it and was like, oh man, wait, I got to do what? I gotta build all this shit and like stay away from. Oh man, this is a, this is work. <laughs> it wasn't for me. It wasn't as good as Far Cry Three. I really loved Far, Far Cry. Far Cry Three is fantastic. That's what you, is that that's the best what you one? Told me. Okay. And I was, mm-hmm. like, I guess I don't know if that's what happened. And I was like, man, I was I was so excited. I was so excited to play Four. And then you told me about the Nugget. I did that, and then I tried to play, and I was like, oh man, the game's over. When, I was you like, what you beat it? Like, What's the point? I was like, yeah. Well, I was worst Crash Bandicoot four, ah. and I never and I never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is Far Cry five any good? I got that on like a super sale for like fifteen bucks. I never played it. I've heard good things about it. Okay. But I've I heard good things, but I haven't played. Yeah. All right. I know. Um, six. I know Ralph played it. Ralph got really into it. He played it for a long time. Yeah, he Ralph has a, a kind of an addictive personality when it comes to video games right. too. Mm-hmm. If he likes something, he dives into it like completely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, hardcore. Uh, yeah. Then I may or may not play that in 2021, but uh, I already have a long list of games uh, that I need to tackle in the coming year. So uh, yeah. we'll see if any of them make the cut uh, next year. All right, before we mm-hmm. wrap up, any other uh, games we didn't talk about? Um, uh, Cyberpunk. We kind Cyber- of. Well, yeah, we kind uh, of talked about let, it. Let, let's let's just do a quick little Cyberpunk because I literally just installed it last night. We started playing it today. We're maybe an hour or so into it. We're still in like the uh, the the prologue section basically because Jen and I like to read all the little details, all the little world building they mm-hmm. put in. Yeah. So when we got to that computer monitor and there were like twelve channels, we're like, well, we're going to read every single piece of <laughs> dialogue yeah, and text in a, here. There was a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's slow going, but uh, man, this is the one point oh point six. The last time we did an episode of this podcast we were like oh cyberpunk's coming out who's excited and uh here we are well, a couple weeks later and uh man the fallout no pun intended has been uh been brutal because uh, it is glitchy af uh people were <laughs> requesting refunds left and rights mm-hmm. uh and that's you yep. you google cyberpunk and that is what comes up Not, nothing about the game all about the controversy but i'm sure all that not glitchy get... on my console really <laughs> well, yes if you're yeah, lucky enough i, I was gonna PS4, say I, what i've heard uh, the horror stories have been the ps4 version has just been like yep. littered with bugs well i'm on the pro we've got yeah. the ps4 pro um so graphically so far it's it's looking okay haven't run into huge bugs although there was a dude uh standing around eating a hamburger 
And every time he dropped his arm down, the hamburger would like dis- would like float off into the distance <laughs> until wow. he raised his arm again. So it's just little things like that that uh, you're not used to seeing in your polished games from like Rockstar or Naughty Dog. Uh, so uh, well, it feels what like I wasn't used to seeing is like a dude with a vagina or a woman with a dick. <laughs> like that was yeah. that was. <laughs> That was a little bit of a shock for me when I was creating my character. How long did you stay on that section, Joel, while you were creating your character? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I missed that part. I, I even promised Jenna. I was like, there's genitalia in here. You get to choose your own genitalia. But uh, that uh, option was not offered to us. What did I miss? What? You can, you can like, create the genitalia of your character. Like, and, <laughs> like, the size. It's like you know, crotch size and, and like how much pubic hair do you want them to have? Oh, and shit. What color do you want it to be? We missed that. We just saw like eyes and body build and uh, like, I. Well, all right, we're going to have to <laughs> start made, over then. Well, you know what? I was creating my character at work and like Tess came walking in. I'm like, Tess, come here, take a look. And I had made, <laughs> like this really cool, like punk rock looking chick. Uh-huh. And I was like, Hey Tess, do you see this? Look. And it was like, she was naked and he was like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, wait. <laughs> and I switched over to penis. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> and you just, yeah well that I right mean, there I, is worth the price of admission that's that's so funny I, maybe they don't have that in the ps4 version yeah that's we, that's crazy wonder, yeah, we man. could have just yeah. glossed right over it because uh, i wanted to get into the game uh and uh, an hour in we're still uh, on the outer edges but uh yeah glitchy but uh i think we're gonna like it mm-hmm i mean cd project red is, is a, a solid developer mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah. So I I just I think they had a lot of consoles that they had to develop this thing for. Yeah. Uh, so well, I think there's coding. I think there's that, and I think there's also because of the scope of what they wanted to do with the game. Mm-hmm. Even though it, you know, even though we've been waiting on it for seven or eight years now, I think it's still too early, and they released right. it too early. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying to make the and Christmas think- deadline right. Well, I, I, yeah, and I, and I think that's, I think that's the corporate doing that, not the actual developers, of course. because, because when, when they did announce that it, it had been delayed, like always with gamers, they're getting death threats oh, for delaying a fucking video game, and it's like, come on, you know, it, it's not life and death here. This is, it's a game. Mm-hmm. Let them finish it. Let them take whatever time they need and polish it and do it right. Because now they're getting shit on because they released it early and it's buggy as shit. Yeah, yeah. but you know, it's like you, you can't win for losing. A month from now, when they've released one point one or whatever, and all this shit is off, like nobody's going to remember this. I mean, you, exactly. It'll, it'll exactly. be in the it, history it was the books. same thing with Witcher Three when it came out. That's it was right. buggy as shit when it came out, That's but right. they they patched it and they they fixed it up, yeah. and now it's revered as one of the greatest games in history. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it still is a little frustrating yeah. though that I, I have to wait until one point oh point six. Uh, to uh, actually start playing a game because I heard in the previous release like some people were losing hours worth of gameplay due to a, yes. a save corrupted error. yeah corrupted save files I will never yeah. I, I I that has never happened to me and I hope it never happens to me um, yeah but I would be pissed mm-hmm. if that did happen to me uh, that'll be a future episode uh, but for yes. now I think it's uh, time to put a uh, oh Joe we got something to say oh no I was just gonna are we gonna talk about what we're playing now. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. All right. What? Then there you go. We'll <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, what games we are playing now. All right, Joe. What you got? I uh, well, obviously, I'm working on Cyberpunk that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, trying to play Call of Duty Black Ops 
Cold War, <laughs> but the the resources on my PlayStation Five uh, are limited, so so we'll see how <laughs> we do on that. But I got a surprise today. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, because yes, my, my wife has been telling me about like, well, I got you know your Christmas presents are on the way. Your Christmas presents are coming, and it's it's cool. Like she she bought me a razor for my face, which I need to use. Nice. I'm overdue on using it, but yeah, it's, it's my old razor died, and I have this other one that's like a a Norelco with like the three little circles. Those always scare one, me it irritates my skin too much and yeah. it's like uh uh so she got me a new razor and it's perfect man it's like the cadillac of like uh, <laughs> of shaving um so she got me that and then she was like well i got some other things i'm like look you don't need to get me anything else i'm fine so today i got home from work and i was doing some uh some work from home talking with tess and my wife you know she keeps looking out the window she just keeps looking she's like i'm expecting your package should be here they said it's on the truck it's been sitting in fort worth for like five days and i'm like well it's like it's okay once it gets here it gets here so finally all her patience pays off the package shows up she runs outside to get it uh and she's like don't look at the label i don't want you to look at the label i don't want you to know what, what it is i look at the label it doesn't tell me what it is, but it tells me the address. So I look up the address, what and it's, it's it's this place called Epic Wines and Spirits in California. I'm what? like, what? Did she get me booze? Like, what? What is? <laughs> I don't really drink, but I'm, I'm kind of interested to know what's going on. So she and the she gets the kiddos. Everyone sit in the living room. She gives me some scissors. I open the box up, and it's the Atari VCS, mm-hmm. the, the the classic version with like the little wood the wood, the family, wood on right? the front. And yeah. Stuff. Nice. Like several years ago, this showed up on Indiegogo and I was going to back it. Like I was totally stoked about this thing. I was like, man, Atari. I grew up with Atari in the basement of my house. I played the 2600 for hours and hours. Uh, and this thing's really cool. Like it's going to be modern games and the classic ones. It's going to have, you know, some online capability. I, 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 man, this seems like such a cool thing, but it was the, the price tag for it was a little steep. And so ultimately when it came time, the deadline was about to hit. And I decided not to not to back it on Indiegogo. I was like, I just can't. I can't do it. Well, unbeknownst to me, my wife had and <laughs> has been like waiting for two and a half years for oh, this thing to finally wow. come out. So she long gave game. it to me. And I guess it's been like the planned gift for like birthdays and Father's Day and Christmas, <laughs> like for the past like year and a half, two years, until finally today it showed up. And like I was I was floored. I was floored because I like I still get like the tech updates and the this like the backer updates because I had subscribed to like you know hey keep me updated on this yeah. thing and just seeing the things that they're doing with it I was like oh this looks so cool that like the the LED lit joysticks and stuff like this is oh this is sweet I really wish I could play this thing so to to open the box and see this thing it's the is the last thing in the world I would have expected. Yeah. Like it, it was just it, the greatest surprise. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hooking it up and, and playing it. Uh, maybe, maybe tomorrow night as we ring in the new year. There you go. Uh, but, but yeah, the, this Atari VCS thing is, it's pretty. Yeah. It's slick. I'm on the website right now looking it up. It is a uh, sleek. I've always loved the look of that old Atari 2600. Mm-hmm. That was my very mm-hmm. first video game console. Uh, and even the joystick. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's a, so what it, it plays old original arcade or uh, Atari games, but mm-hmm. also it's, it looks like it's a PC hybrid. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it, it's what's funny is like every time I get some new piece of tech, immediately Jay's writing me about how like we could crack it open and we can hack it and do this. <laughs> and this and I'm like, 
or I could just play it how it was intended to be played. Well, the, that's the thing with this, though. It it was actually built to to be able to do that because you don't have to hack it. Like you know, like the the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo Minis. You know, you actually had to crack those to be able to add stuff to them. And I did this one. It's it's a PC. It you know, it's just a miniature PC, and it has Linux as its operating system. They just put the the skin on it to make it the Atari look to it. So it's ready to go. Like you can just install stuff to it with nice. no problem. Cool. And yeah, it's yeah, 4K, 60 frames per second. It looks like a I was, pretty good gaming machine. Yeah, I was looking up trying because I I think you know Jay's going to be coming by tomorrow for for New Year's, and I was like, well, I should probably get another controller for this thing. Oh, I can't because it doesn't actually come out until March. No, <laughs> so you can't, this is you know everybody. I got it now because Sarah backed the project, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, I, I was. I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> you, we're gonna take turn. <laughs> it does say shipping think, 2020 on actually, the website, I think, but uh, I think you can use an Xbox controller with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that you would can, be smart. I think you can hook up. I think you can hook up pretty much any controller um, mm-hmm. that's any Bluetooth to it. Yeah, Jay will uh, find so a way yeah. if there if it's yes. possible. He will figure we, out how to we do will, it. We will find a way to well, make this work. Well, not to one-up you, Joe, uh, your your wife may be getting a, a award for Wife of the Year, but mine's a, a contender as well because one of my Christmas presents, while not video game related per se, uh, really enhances the video game playing experience. She got us... So I have a bunch of those Hue uh, light bulbs uh, scattered mm-hmm. around my house from Philips. They make them, and they're like Wi-Fi enabled light bulbs, and there's a little app on your phone you can control, you know, you can change them to different colors. So I think I've got four or five of them. Uh, there's there's four in my our bedroom alone, so you can turn the lights to red yeah, for are. sexy time. You know? So yeah. she got this thing uh, made by Phillips. Uh, <laughs> it's basically a little... For those of you uh, listening, Joe is making crude uh, hand gestures. <laughs> guess what he's insinuating with that. But uh, this, this thing, it, it's like a little HDMI switcher. Uh, and so what, whatever input you put in, it, it'll hook up to, you know, any of your game consoles or, or just, you know, your Blu-ray player, your Apple TV. Oh, that's cool. And it will wirelessly oh. change the color of the lights in your room to what is going. It's one of those ambient. Uh, ambient. Yeah. Light. It, it reads. The, that's the color, cool. The exactly. So what's yeah. on the TV and it creates the ambient light. That is so awesome. So we that hooked that awesome. thing up today yeah. and we were playing cyberpunk on it. And that is the perfect game because all the neon yes. colors are fun. We're, um. I had a, a fireplace uh, YouTube video going, and the whole room was like red and you orange. You have to video this, man. Wow. Oh, it's funny you say that, Joe, because she took some lovely video that oh, nice. I will uh, be posting on our uh, 16-Bit Gladiators Facebook page uh, oh, if you excellent. go there. And that is a great segue into our plugs. So uh, go to Facebook page, uh, the 16-Bit Gladiators. Find us there. Like it. Uh, and if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, which I don't know how you would be hearing it if you weren't, uh, but maybe tell your friends about it. We accept reviews. That's right. Go to Apple Podcasts. You can review us. Give us a five-star review. We're also on Spotify. Uh, but you can find all those links and also to our social media networks, also on Twitter, at 16-Bit Gladiators. But you'll find it all on 16BitGladiators.com. Uh, you can listen to all of our past episodes, all five of them, uh, because we <laughs> are uh, brand new. Uh, to the video game podcasting world uh, with our little rebooted podcast here. Uh, so all that and more on 16bitgladiators.com. Uh, anybody else have anything to talk about before we wrap up? Yeah. You know, check out our episodes of The Editing Bay where we talk about movies. Yeah. Uh, as I've been saying on, on social media lately, same crew, different theme song. Just, just <laughs> <going> <laughs> Basically. 
the editing bay. We got our eddies coming up, so yes. I, I don't know when this is coming out. If this is going to come out before that, it will. Uh, it if, will. If so, you can still go to editingbay.com and vote. Uh, get your votes in for the Eddie Awards. Uh, also, the uh, the Geek Roundtable podcast. Oh yeah, uh, the, the last two episodes have been uh, talking about Stranger Things. But coming up this month in January, January 10th, should be the Marvel, the MCU episode that we talk about, mm. like our favorite MCU moments and our favorite MCU hero. Uh, I got to join them. It's very lucky, very, very fortunate to be able to join these guys. It was so it was so fun to talk about this stuff. But yeah, the, the Geek Roundtable podcast uh, where they made the mistake of inviting me on multiple times. <laughs> Well, Joe, you are always a welcome on this podcast. Always a pleasure having all of you on. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Tess, for sharing your uh, Christmas video games and also your top uh, games of 2020. And uh, mm -hmm. looking forward to another year of video game podcast in 2021 yes. with the 16-Bit Gladiators. So join us next time where the topic will be uh, video games that made you feel emotions, made you cry maybe, uh, made mm -hmm. you feel some attachment, maybe some uh, characters that did not survive, brought on some tears or some uh, lumped throats. Uh, there's already a few that uh, popped into my mind. I'm sure you guys have some as well. So that will be our topic next time, video games that made you emotional. On the it's basically going to be us listing Telltale games. Right? <laughs> yes. There may be one or two involved as well. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, happy New Year, and we will see you all in 2021. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.